Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. I am Stephanie Zeller, your host of Transform Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today's episode is a pretty big one. I talk a little bit about my story of finding my own true north, the obstacles that I kind of faced, and how you can start to identify your true north if you are following your true north, how to listen to your inner voice and allow it to sort of lead you to guide you. And I also talk about confidence, the two types of confidence that I myself have personally experienced and where I am at today. So much good stuff in this episode. I think it's really, really one that you're going to enjoy. However, I do have to say it's pretty dense. And so I would urge you to listen more than once potentially. Interestingly, I also just want to say that throughout my journey of personal transformation, there has been so many different videos, podcasts, books, etc. that I have gone back through maybe 3, 6, 12, 18, 20 months after I originally listened. And it is crazy the different things that I pick up on or the depth at which I understand certain content or messaging So I would urge you also, especially if you've been transforming since, you know, I started this podcast to go back and listen to some past episodes as well. Listen to the ones that call out to you. Allow yourself to listen to things more than once because it's amazing what we can pick up the second time through. And the cool thing about that is when you do that, it's like you get to also be a witness to your own personal transformation and evolution because you realize, oh my gosh, I understand this in such a deeper way that I did not see or understand before. And it's a it's a marker. It's sort of a signpost of your own evolution. And that is super fun and exciting and just makes you feel all good inside as well. So I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Please, please feel free to send it to friends, family, anybody that you think could benefit from any of this information or the the lessons that I have learned or If you think that it could support somebody, give them a little bit extra boost, help them trust themselves, please pass it along. And as always, I really appreciate when you guys take the time to review. That makes me feel really good. So wherever you're listening, you can review this podcast. If you're not a big reviewer and you don't want to actually leave a written review, then it would just mean a lot to me if you would just give me five stars. That will help to promote the podcast, sort of catch that algorithm and share this podcast with more people just like you. In this episode, I allude to some of the tools that I have used, the most transformative tools that have facilitated more rapid transformation for me and have provided me with a deep, deep sense of internal freedom and increased my confidence substantially. And one of those tools is trigger free. Now, trigger free is a really interesting tool of mine that I have developed. Because what I did in order to develop trigger free was I combined a lot of different modalities that I had experienced to come up with this tool to free myself from triggers. So there's a misconception about triggers. Whenever we get triggered, we think that that this is just part of life, that everybody gets triggered, it's super normal, which it is normal, by the way, and normal means common. But it doesn't have to be. We actually can decrease how often we are triggered. And we do that with a process known as subconscious reprogramming. 
And that is what trigger-free does. It removes whatever is being triggered within you and instead replaces it with something deeply, deeply empowering. So the clients of mine that have used trigger-free have seen massive transformation in their life, especially the clients that use trigger-free often, meaning like at least once a week. They have reported all sorts of things to me, like increased confidence. They finally got off the emotional roller coaster, meaning they weren't triggered every single day. They weren't afraid to put themselves in certain situations anymore or uh, around certain people because they became more impenetrable to triggers. So this is a paradigm shifting tool because it is not a tool that will just help you cope and feel better if you get triggered. That is a Band-Aid. Instead, what this tool does is it goes to the root cause of your triggers and it removes them. Now, I used to just include this tool in my bigger workshops, which are Transform Foundations and Your Life's Work. But then I realized that I wanted to give more people access to this tool because if you just have this tool alone, it can totally transform your life. And I know that because I've seen it happen in people that have purchased this workshop. So I took this workshop down for a while, meaning it wasn't up for sale because I was sort of revamping it and updating it and adding a couple extra modules and everything. And then only recently have I put it back up for sale. So the reason that I'm telling this to you is that in this episode, I do talk about tools. And if you are not currently a client of mine and enrolled in Transform Foundations or your life's work, but you would like a super fucking powerful tool, then Trigger Free can be that tool for you. It's a great tool to do in conjunction to therapy also. So if you are in therapy, this is something that is amazing to add on to it. Now, when we listen to podcast episodes or read books, or sometimes honestly even go to therapy, there is a sort of confusing thing that happens. We think that because we've learned about transformation, that we're transforming. But the way that we know if we're actually transforming is if we look at our life and we look at the way that we feel internally. Do you feel like your life internally has changed? Are you feeling more amazing in your body? Are more things happening for you externally in your life that are making you feel good? Do you feel like you have a sense of internal freedom? There's a difference between just learning something and then actually letting the information transform you. The way that we facilitate real deep transformation is by putting in sort of the time, energy, and effort and using specific tools. That's why I'm so big on tools. Trigger-free is life-changing because it is a tool that you use anytime you are triggered and it can remove the trigger for you. And I've just added this fifth module to it, which helps you do so many things like increase your confidence, stop people pleasing, increase financial abundance, so many things that this can do for you. So if you are ready to transform in a totally new way, then you can enroll in Trigger Free and you will find the link to access that workshop in the show notes. And I really hope to see some of you guys enroll because it's going to change everything for you. If you enroll in this workshop and you use this tool, it will change your life guaranteed. The other cool thing is when you enroll, you 
get access to client-only emails, which just has so many extra teachings and tools that you get through that too. And you get to join a rad community of top performers and amazing, amazing people. So I hope to see some of you guys joining us, joining the community and getting enrolled in Trigger Free so your life can start transforming on a deeper level today. I do have two other workshops. They are not currently open for enrollment. However, you can check out information about them and join the waitlist. You can see those and click on them, Transform Foundations and Your Life's Work, in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for joining me for another episode of Transform. Without further ado, please enjoy this episode. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining me today. Wherever you are right now, I invite you to take a nice, slow, deep breath with me in through your nose and sighing it out. And one more time, nice, big, deep breath through your nose and sighing it out. How are you right now? I've just been thinking about how much I've changed in the last few years. I think no matter who you are in the world, you've probably had some change in the last few years with all the change in the world external to us. And then perhaps some of this external change created an initiation in you to take some time, some really intimate personal space for internal change too. I know that a lot of my clients right now that are in workshops have had that response to the external change within their world. It has, in one way or another, pushed them to a tipping point or a breaking point where they essentially said, enough, enough. I'm ready for a change. I'm ready to look at this squarely head on. Oftentimes we think that the solution to our external problems are external solutions. We think that if we take an action external to us, we find a new job, we hire a new person, we find a new partner, we find a new gym. We think that this is going to solve our problems. But if we don't change internally, then it's like we're just taking ourselves with the same mindset, the same feelings, the same history, the same baggage, and we're just lugging it around to a new location. Wherever you go, there you are. If you've ever had a situation in your life repeat, a pattern repeat, maybe you are at one job, then you go someplace else, and it's like it's still not working out. Or you keep having the same argument, with your spouse or your partner, or even a family member or a friend, or you have a feeling that you just can't shake. And no matter how much you try and get rid of it, it keeps poking its head up at you. If you've ever had any of this happen, a lot of times we think the change, again, is external. The solution is external. So we rack our brain. We think, what can I do to solve this problem? I'm smart. I know that I can overcome this. We think that the solution is to white knuckle our way through, to use our willpower to force something. 
But today I want to present an alternative perspective to you, a alternative way of being, a paradoxical way of being that is actually much gentler, much more enjoyable, and so much more fulfilling. I think I really grew up with this belief that I just have to force myself to do things I don't want to do. You know, I mean, I I know that I got told that. I know that I got told we all have to do things we don't want to do. And I know that many times throughout my younger years, I expressed a desire to not do something and I was unheard. My opinion didn't matter. My desires didn't matter. And to a certain degree, I get it. Parents have kids or maybe even coaches or teachers. And, you know, kids, they don't always want to do things. And so they express they don't want to do them and they're forced to because it's just the way that the world is. I guess, you know, part of my thinking is like, first of all, I don't know that it has to be that way. But second of all, is there a middle way? Is there a way to make sure a child feels heard while also talking to a child about the importance of maybe trying things? but then allowing a child to not have to do things the child doesn't want to do. Interestingly, this is not a unique experience. My experience is certainly not a unique experience, especially if you are in your 30s, 40s, 50s, then it's more likely you had a childhood where you were forced to do a lot of things that you didn't want to do. There's an interesting message that we often internalize without realizing it when we're forced to do things that we don't want to do. And that message is, number one, it doesn't matter what we want to do. Our voices don't matter. And number two, the way to success is to force our way through. When you don't prioritize your own wants and desires, when you don't even think about what you want or desire, when you don't even know when you don't even know what you really want or desire deep down. You think you know, but then when you really think about it, maybe you don't know. When you don't even know what you want or desire, or you don't feel like you can prioritize it, chances are that is because you were in some way shown that your wants and desires don't matter. And if you were shown that they don't matter and that they aren't the priority, That's the belief, the messaging that got programmed into your subconscious mind. When we aren't aware of what we deeply crave and desire from sort of like an intuitive, authentic level, that indicates a little bit of a separation from our true selves, from our true inner voice, our heart, potentially our true north in life. Because we were shown that our true north doesn't matter. And in order to survive and in order to indeed thrive in the world, instead, what we should do is ignore our deepest desires and listen to what others tell us that we should do. Outsource our power, ask other people, maybe even people that we deem more successful, follow their lead and set our sights on what they're doing and assume that that is the route for us too. So we start down that road of what has been paved before us, of where we've been told that we should go, and we indeed think 
that this is the road for us too. Because the point at which our desires got sort of stuffed down and hidden away and disconnected from ourselves is so long ago that we don't even remember what it was like to be connected to them. So we mistake our desires for others, for what they desire. We think, oh, okay, this person has success. This is what I want too. But is it? Most people have never asked themselves. Why am I going after this thing? Why do I think that the thing that I think I want is going to give me everything? How do I think I'm going to feel when I get this thing? Where did the idea come from that this is the path, the way, the answer, the solution, the thing for me? Sometimes along this paved path, this route that we're on in life, there are certain people that we follow or aspire to be or look up to that inspire us in certain ways. When we're around them, we feel really good. We admire their energy. And we think that's what I want. That's what I want to be. And we mistake kind of the entirety of that person. We think we want to be kind of everything that that person is and is offering. We think that's what we want too. But a lot of times what's happening is we're just resonating with a certain aspect of that person. But yet again, we're so disconnected from who we really are and what we really want and what we really desire that we don't stop to ask ourselves, what is it about this person or what this person is doing or who this person is being that is really drawing me or inspiring me? What about me is like them and what about me isn't like them? And how can I use this person to potentially get closer to my true north versus how can I blindly follow them without thinking about who I authentically am beneath? Here's the thing. Everyone in the world, including you, has these innate gifts and talents, these fucking superpowers that make you so unbelievably amazing and special and unique. But the majority of the world, the majority of adults today are disconnected from those things. We are taught in school, especially like elementary school, you know, and then middle school and high school, we're taught that our focus should be on the things that we're not good at. Our focus should be on the things that we're deficient at. So you go through school and maybe you get, I don't know, all A's and one C. Where does the focus go? It doesn't go on the celebration of what you're innately amazing at. It doesn't go into, oh, wow, look at all these A's you got. Which one of these subjects do you really want to dive into and really hone and have fun with? No, the focus goes into look at where you failed. Look at where you didn't do good. Look at where you weren't perfect. And that's where you should focus. Focus on your deficiency. When in actuality, you guys, we're not all the same. We're not all cut in the exact same way. We're all special and unique. And we have all different gifts. We all have different gifts. And that is indeed what makes the world beautiful. Because we can then provide services to the world in different ways, with different energy, with different histories. And that's the beautiful thing. We don't all want to be the same. That's boring. But when you're cut off from what your superpowers actually are, when you're cut off from your desires, from your true north, from what you are actually deeply craving deep down, 
then you're potentially cut off from what makes you unique. And when you're cut off from what makes you unique, in my experience working with so many people at this point, the default response to your thinking, to most people's thinking, is not, I wonder what it is that makes me unique. Instead, it's, I just don't think that I'm unique. I just don't think that I have something special to offer. And then I have all these people telling me they have a lack of confidence and they have imposter syndrome. I think the reason so many people have imposter syndrome these days is because they actually are trying to be someone other than who they authentically are. If you are trying to be someone or do something in the world that isn't authentic to you, that isn't aligned with your deepest likes and desires and innate gifts and talents, then you're going to kind of feel like an imposter. Now, the interesting flip side of that is imposter syndrome can also come up when you are trying to live into your authentic self, when you've connected with what it is you really do desire, and you start trying to suss that out and live into that. And by this point, you've already developed this false persona, this persona of someone who you really aren't, but that you were told that you should be. And for a really long time, maybe you believed that is who you should be. And you've been living with that sort of mentality, with that cap on of this persona. And then when you try to then shift into your authentic self and you listen to your true inner voice, you listen to your intuition, your heart's wisdom, you start following what you actually want to do deep down, there can be for a period of time a tension between the old persona and your inner truth. Because the overthinking mind knows that you've survived with the old persona. The overthinking mind and your nervous system are just interested in keeping you alive. And they think, well, okay, maybe you're deeply unhappy, but you're alive. And then when you try to shift into, well, I don't want to just be alive. I want to fucking thrive. I want to feel amazing. It's scary at first because your nervous system isn't equipped And that old persona is fighting, and they're both fighting to keep you alive because new is scary. New is scary to the oldest part of your mind and your body who are just programmed in to understand what keeps you alive. And new may not keep you alive. Now, does that make logical sense? No, but these parts of your brain and your body are super, super old. So how do we contend with them? But before we even talk about how to contend with that, let's back up for a minute and let's open up a space of internal curiosity and let's just ask ourselves, am I currently authentically aligned? The way that you can tell if the things that you're doing in your life are aligned with who you are authentically and with your heart's deepest desires is by asking yourself if you are really lit up and excited to be living your life. What in your life do you feel excited about experiencing? And what in your life, where in your life are you sort of just getting by? Are you just doing the things? Are you just surviving? What relationships? What positions, career positions, job positions? What extracurricular activities? Which one of these is really, really lighting you up? 
versus it's fine. It's fine. I've seen this really interesting thing. So as most of you know, and I'm sure many of you listening are dentists, and I come from the field of dentistry. But if you're not from the field of dentistry, which I know I have a lot of listeners that aren't, I'd just like you to apply this in your own way, because this 100% applies to nearly every field. I've had a lot of clients that are dentists or dental specialists that vary in age, anywhere from literally in their 20s all the way up to their 60s. And all across that spectrum, there's been a trend. What I've seen is I've seen a lot of older dentists come to me and they say, for years, I spent thousands and thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars on continuing education, on bettering myself, on being masterful, on being excellent. And now I'm sitting here and I'm asking myself, why? I see younger dentists in their 20s, 30s, and 40s saying to me, yeah, I'm not happy, but I think it's just because I need to get better and I need to take more continuing education. This often stems from our schooling and the paradigm, the construct that we just need to keep getting better. Again, if you got that C, that one thing maybe you weren't good at, the solution we've been taught is just to get better. Now, if you love your career, you love day in and day out what you're doing, then taking continuing education, learning more about whatever it is that you're doing, learning from experts and masters can indeed be a sort of soul-lifting, electrifying, inspiring experience and can make you masterful at your craft and can make it even more enjoyable and can make you better in the world to serve others. But again, going back to what I was saying previously, sometimes we get confused too. If you aren't loving what you're doing day in, day out, sometimes people are going to continuing education courses and they're like CE junkies and they're going for this drip, like this ivy drip of inspiration. And that's the only thing that's keeping them going because when they go back home and actually do the work that they're learning to do, they're unhappy. In that case, I would ask you, what is it that you are actually enjoying? Are you enjoying being around other people that are lit up? Are you sort of enjoying the way that people are good at what they do and the way that they teach? Are you just enjoying being with other people? What are you doing? If your joy isn't in the day-to-day of what you do, why are you taking the time to be better at something that you don't love doing? We don't ask ourselves this. Do we? Are there certain tasks that you do during the week or tasks within your job? Let's say you love your job, but there's like one or two things that you're doing in it that you hate doing. Why are you doing those things? And of course, there's going to be a story. Well, I have to. Well, no one else will, where I'm the only one that can do it as well as I do. And yes, but go a few layers deeper. Do you have a belief? that you have to do those things? Does this come back to the belief that, well, we all have to do things that we don't like doing? How many things are you doing in your life to get better at, but you're actually a little bit deficient at, and it takes a lot of your energy to do it? Why are you doing those things? Is there a possible way that you could offload them? 
what does your true self, the authentic version of you deep down, what is your heart longing to do? How many things in your life are you forcing yourself to do, potentially blindly? If you were to continue down this road that you're on with everything going on in your life, with everything that you're doing in your life and change nothing, and you flash forward to 85 or 90 and you're close to the end of your life and you're looking back, would you be happy with your life? Would you look back and think, yeah, I lived my heart's desires. I spoke my truth. I wasn't afraid, or I was afraid, and I moved forward anyways. I followed my true north. I served people well from the love in my heart. Or would you look back and think, what happened to all my time? Could there possibly have been another way for me? Why did I spend so many years without pondering and wondering and asking and honoring my own heart's desires. For years, I was on like a fucking rampage towards success and excellence. And, you know, mind you, I did like a lot of aspects of what I was doing, especially, I mean, right now I'm talking specifically about my career. When I was in dentistry, I did like a lot of the aspects of dentistry. And so I thought that I liked my career. Did I love the day in and day out? Not really. But there were like certain parts of it that I did like. And so I thought, well, this is as probably as good as it gets to like some of it. And so I leaned really hard into those things that I did like. And I bought into the whole, the way to be successful is to be the best. And I did all the CE and all the learning And I even went to specialty school and got a master's and became a specialist and became an expert and started teaching and did all these things. And I don't regret any of them. But looking back, I was kind of walking this path a little bit blindly because there was actually a part of me deeper down, deep, deep down, that I was disconnected from, that I didn't even know was there. I had so many superpowers and innate gifts and talents that I wasn't clicking into, that I wasn't accessing. And if somebody would have asked me, like, what superpowers are kind of hidden beneath the surface that you're not using, I would have thought, oh, well, I don't have any. The superpowers you see are the ones that I have, and that's it. And man, would I have been wrong. And when I kind of came to this point in my career and my marriage, because this can happen in a relationship too, and it can happen in any relationship. It can happen in friendship, in a family dynamic. And believe me, I've had those things too. When you come to any ending point in your life or point where you're like, I can't go forward any longer, you have to start to wonder, well, then if this isn't the way forward, what is? And the interesting thing about taking a new way forward is then you don't feel like you have tools or a path. So then you walk into this dense, dense forest and everything's dark and all your tools that worked on the other path aren't really working on this one. And it feels really scary and disorienting and it can be fucking terrifying. 
And it certainly was for me. If you've listened to any of my previous episodes, then you know that I left my marriage and my career at the same time. And to say it was disorienting would be vastly underrepresenting the situation that I was in. I think the most terrifying thing to me at that time was that I didn't have the tools to equip me for the next path forward. I had zero idea of where I was going. And I was largely disconnected from my authentic self, my, my true north, my, my inner voice of wisdom. I had access to my intuition and I was following that where I could. But if somebody were to be sort of like, who's the real you? I wouldn't have really known what to tell them. And the reason being, and it comes back to what I said at the start of the episode, which is I didn't feel like my likes and desires mattered. I didn't feel like my true voice mattered. And so I had shoved it down so far inside of me that I didn't even know it existed. And because I believed the second point that I brought up previously, which is the way to success is to force our way through, I thought, okay, I'm just going to have to hustle, find something else maybe I kind of like doing, and hustle my way forward. And this is after I tried to force my career to work for me, after probably several signs that it wasn't really working. I mean, the reason that I went into my specialty program for three years to become a specialist is because I was unhappy doing the day in and day out of what I was doing. And I thought, maybe the answer is here. Maybe the answer is just in learning more. Maybe this thing that I'm not liking doing is my fault. Maybe there's just something wrong with me. Maybe I'm the problem. And so I need to force my way into an answer. Because it can't be that I'm right, but the thing that I'm doing might be wrong for me. Or maybe I've seen this with a lot of clients that have taken my Your Life's Work class. Maybe it's the way that I'm doing the work that I'm doing or the way that I'm thinking about doing the work that I'm doing. But the thing is, is that most people start with this premise that their internal state, their deepest, deepest feelings of dissatisfaction is what is wrong. If I don't like this deep down, then something's wrong with me. Because how, how could this be? How could it be that I've spent years cultivating this relationship or this thing that I'm committed to and not like it? That can't be. So it must be me. Something's wrong with me. I just need to be happy. I just need to learn how to be happy. I need to get better at this thing. Yeah. There's a lot of things that block us from accessing our truest self, our deepest needs and desires. There's a lot of things that block our actual truest superpowers from coming through. And a lot of these things are just beliefs about the way the world should be. Beliefs that we can't see, that we don't know that we have. Beliefs like, if I want to be successful, I have to emulate someone and then do exactly as they are doing. Life is hard. Even something like time is money. 
something like, we all have to do things that we don't want to do. This is just the way that life is. Even deeper beliefs like, I have to make sure everyone else's needs are taken care of first, and only then can I consider my own, because that is what good girls and good boys do. Or I can't shine brightly because I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. Or I can't talk about my accomplishments and the things that I've done in the world because then I won't be displaying humility. Or I have to put everything that I want to do aside and just be polite. Or I need to always be smiling. Or I have to be perfect at everything that I do. Because if I'm not, then something is wrong with me. These beliefs aren't the way that life is. But if you believe that they are the way the life is, then it will be the way that your life is. If I believe that life is hard, then subconsciously, I am only going to look for evidence that proves that belief. If I believe life is always hard, then my life always will be, because I will only be subconsciously looking for those things, and it is like I will have blinders covering up the potential good things that are and could be happening to me. If I believe that my desires and needs don't matter, then that's also what I will be energetically displaying for all of those around me, and I am likely to attract people that also don't honor my needs and desires. Because if I don't honor them, why would someone else? If I don't think they're important, why would my partner? Or if you are a perfectionist and you think you have to be perfect at everything, and then you make a mistake and you hate yourself for it, you're likely to attract people that hate you for it too, that come down really hard on you. Because if you hate you for making a mistake, why would you expect anybody else to have a different reaction? Versus, I love myself no matter what happens. I honor myself, my needs, my desires. I know that I have strengths. And those are the ones that I choose to lean into and explore and live into and use to serve others. I love myself deeply and I know who I am. And because of this, I only let people into my space that love me and honor me too. And I only do jobs that light me up and make me feel good inside. And I allow myself to be seen because by allowing myself to be seen, I give permission to others to be seen too. And what we need in the world is people who believe that the world can bring magical things, that we can live full, satisfied, deeply fulfilling lives, that we can all be respected and honored for our differences. We can honor each other's boundaries. We can all be valued in ways that we deserve to be. And it all starts within you. The change happens within you. Because you have to believe these things first about you. Otherwise, no one outside of you is ever going to see. This was my hardest journey. You know, as I said at the start of the episode, thinking back over the last few years, I've just been thinking about how far I've come and how much more deeply rooted into my authentic self I am, how much more confidence I have, but not 
this sort of old confidence that I used to have. I used to be confident in this way of, yeah, I've, I've accomplished a lot and I've done a lot of things and people say that I'm good at things. And so therefore I have what I might call an earned confidence. But what I have now is a confidence that blooms from kind of this like deep form of self-love and self-acceptance and knowing that I have value. And by the way, you do too. Everybody does. But when you know this about yourself, it unlocks something. It frees you from the need to prove. And so the confidence that I have, that I have felt blooming within me, especially within the last six to eight months or so, is one that, um, it's easy. There's an ease to it. It's not something that I need to show or need to prove. It's sort of just with me. That, you know, no matter what happens, I trust me to get through. I trust me to support me. So confidence is not a belief that you're never going to fail. Confidence is knowing that you can fail and everything will be fine. And that, my friends, is freedom. That is fucking freedom. I mean, truly. Truly knowing that, you know, like the whole world could be against you or what feels like the whole world to you and you know that you'll be fine. And that comes from, I think, at least for me, it's come from knowing who I am authentically and really um, letting those authentic parts of me finally, finally, finally fucking shine. Yeah. Because this has been my my kind of hardest journey, one of my I would say one of my hardest journeys in my life, especially recently in the last five, six, seven years, it's also become my passion for helping others do the same thing because I realized, well, I'm not alone here. I'm not alone in feeling dissatisfied. I'm not alone in silencing my own inner voice. I'm not alone in putting other people's needs before my own. And I'm certainly not alone in doing a whole bunch of shit and a whole bunch of things in my life that I don't actually want to be doing. I would say the majority of the world does this in reality. And when I found a better way, when I realized, oh, this isn't the way that life has to be, life can be truly amazing, I developed this passion for helping others see the same thing. And do you know why? Because that's what I needed. And in fact, from from some sources, that is what I actually received. I mean, when I decided to leave my my job and my marriage, and in reality, my old identity, my old way of being, there were a lot of moments where I was really fucking terrified, and I didn't know what to do, and I didn't have a pathway before me. But it would be that kind of random podcast or that person that I would hear speaking or the book that I read that would give me this extra push because they they guaranteed that there was something on the other side. I would hear about other people's journeys and I would realize there is something on the other side. There's something on the other side. And that would help me keep going. It would help me keep searching through that really dense forest that I really couldn't see my way through. But I just had to keep trusting deep down that something was on the other side because something deep inside me was telling me that there was. And lo and behold, that something deep inside me that was telling me that there was, that that thing was me. It was me telling me to keep going, and it was me on the other side. It's kind of like you enter into the forest with your persona, 
that you think that you are. And you don't know why, but you know you have to enter in. And you keep going and, and you hear this, you start to hear this whisper, this voice calling you forward and forward. And you wonder what that is. And then when you finally exit that forest on the other side, it was you. It was you. It was your true, authentic self calling you forward on the other side. And when you exit, that is who you've become. And that is true freedom. And that's where the confidence lies, the true confidence. And so how do you get to that other side? That's my work in the world. And it's my work in the world because, again, that's what I needed. Even though I had these little kind of breadcrumbs sort of guiding me, like a podcast here, a book there, it was really, really grueling. And I wished like more than anything that I had an actual support network and a, and a map. <laughs> I wished that there had been somebody that came to me and said, hey, I know what you're going through. And you know what? I've been there and I've, I built a map. And if you want, I can help you. Man, I would have given. Jeez, I would have given anything. I would have given anything for that, really. But that wasn't the path for me. Because the thing is, the path for me ultimately was to be in that forest for a long time. And while I was in that forest, I needed to try everything that I could find. I needed to try different kinds of therapy. I needed to try books. And I mean hundreds into the thousands of books that I read. I needed to try different coaches. I needed to try certain trainings. I needed to try, I mean, I needed to try everything because once I got to the other side, I was going to realize that my journey from that point forward was to build a map that could then take others, that could then take you to the other side. And I really needed to try all the things to see which ones were the most powerful so that I could then help you make that same journey, but with much greater ease and in much shorter time than it took for me to get to the other side. Yeah, and sometimes things are hard, but later what will be revealed is that it was in the struggle that real truth came to light. And it's a truth that you can then help others find. You know, if you've ever thought about your life and how, well, why is this so hard for me? Why is this so hard for me and it's so easy for others? Maybe it's because that's something that you are perfectly equipped now being on the other side to help others with or through or find. And maybe it's just in your own way. Maybe it's just in the lived experience and others can just learn from watching you. Maybe it's just through sharing the experience, or maybe it bleeds into the work that you do in your life. And that is why it is so deeply fulfilling. I know that the work that I now do in the world by providing others these sort of soul journey maps is the most deeply fulfilling thing that I've ever done in my life, that I have just endless passion and drive to do. And that comes from an old source of pain in my own life which was that it was something that I needed but couldn't find. And now the sort of alchemical healing gift of it all is that I get to give it to others so that they don't have to experience these sort of treacherous journey like mine. So now my work in the world is to deconstruct people's beliefs that are limiting them, your self-limiting beliefs, these perspectives that are actually 
keeping you small, causing you to dim your light, keeping you from exploring who your true authentic self is. And then, you know, that's the other aspect of what I do is I help people reconnect with who they are authentically. I help them find their superpowers, their innate gifts, their hidden talents that they didn't even know were there and shift into them. Trust that they are there. Experiment with using them. Find their own inner voice. Stop trusting the old paradigm, the old playbook, the old beliefs and their overthinking mind and start trusting the wisdom that is found within them, the wisdom that is found within you. We are all unique, amazing, bright, magnificent fucking beings, every single one of us, including you. And if you aren't where you want to be in life, if you aren't deeply fulfilled, if you aren't deeply satisfied, listen to that gentle whisper down someplace deep, deep, deep down in your heart. Listen to that tug, that pull, that gentle beckoning into something new. Listen to the dead ends that find you, the disarray, the chaos in your life, the repeated patterns. Listen to the discontent, the difficult feelings inside of you. These are all signs trying to get your attention, begging you, saying, listen to me, look at me. Life can be easy. Life can be amazing. And more than anything else, you're worth it. You deserve an amazing, fulfilling, deeply abundant, rich life. And there are ways forward if you just open up to the possibility of them existing, then you will find them waiting for you. Now, I said earlier, just to close here, that I would get back to this. How do you contend with the old parts of the mind and body? When you're moving through that forest and you're starting to tap into your authentic you, how do you overcome that form of imposter syndrome where the old sort of persona is tugging at you, the old beliefs, as you're trying to move into the new And this is where I use a lot of my tools in my workshops, tools to calm the nervous system, to ease the mind and body, to show the nervous system that you're safe and that everything's going to be fine. It can be a bit of a slow journey, but the more you use the tools, the more everything cools down and they're very additive. The more you use them, the more results that you see, the more you use them, the more relief that you find. And I use guided reprogramming where we identify what beliefs are limiting you from the subconscious mind. And then using certain techniques in my workshops, you reprogram them to more self-expanding, empowering beliefs. So for instance, if you have a belief that if I want to make more money, I have to work more hours, we could change that belief to, I can make more money by just doing more of what I love to do. Life is whatever you believe it to be. And I just really want you to hear me when I say that. Life is whatever you believe it to be. So I ask you today, what are you believing? What are you believing about you? What are you believing about possibility? What are you believing about how powerful you are, how amazing you are, that you have a lot of superpowers? What are you believing about your own desires, cravings, likes? What are you believing about your own needs versus the needs of others? What are you believing about what's possible in your life, your relationships, your work, your job, your children's lives, your opportunities? Is life at this point everything that you had hoped it would be? 
with the small childlike version of you be fulfilled where you're standing? Or would they be left wanting? If this episode has teased something in you, if it has awakened you to the truth within you, if you feel that still small voice within that is beckoning you forward, then I urge you to listen. I urge you to do something today, right now, maybe even in this moment, instead of just stopping this episode and going back to pretending. And if you don't know what that next step should be, then at least open to possibility, at least open to a sign, to your heart showing you the way, to something that indicates to you what the next leg is on your journey. And as I've said earlier in this episode, creating maps is now what I have dedicated my life to and what I am here to do. And so if you feel at all called to work with me to use one of my maps for your journey, then I urge you to reach out to me so that I can serve you and support you. And you can find ways to do that in the show notes. And last, I just want to note here something that I think is important, which is that if your life feels heavy, if this episode has felt heavy to you, if it's teased something out, if it's brought something forward, if you're realizing something isn't working, if you're realizing that maybe there's something deep within you, if you're just feeling an energy within you, but you actually have no idea what it's even calling you towards. My friends, I have to tell you, life can be so much fun. I have been experiencing more and more fun and play in my adult years in the last, I would say, 18 months of my life that I did in the previous 20. I mean, like, you take the previous 20 years and combine them and add up all the fun, and I've had more fun in the last 18 months than I did in the previous 20. Why? Because it's safe for me to now. Because I know what fun feels like to me. Because I can let myself go. Because I'm not so worried about what other people think of me. Because I'm able to be present in the moment. I'm able to experience things differently than I used to. I'm able to connect deeper with other people than I ever have previously. And that is something that I was not expecting. Even when I maybe got to the edge of that forest and I realized it was me beckoning me the whole time. I didn't know that once I stepped out, so much fun and deep nourishment and just amazing, amazing gifts and magic awaited me on the other side. More than I can possibly tell you. So today, let me be one of those voices that I had, that I had that kept me going on my journey. Let me encourage you to take that step forward in truth in your inner truth, in your inner light, listening to that gentle whisper within you and taking one step forward closer to yourself on the other side. <laughs> 